last time on Geek Boys. In a galaxy far, far away and a long time ago, the squad talked about Star Wars, the season finale of The Mandalorian, and a Jedi Survivor. What seems happening today, now on Geek Boys. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the lovely G-Squad of Ray, Marlon, and Amy. Welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode. How is everyone doing? We're doing good! And there we go. <laughs> That's all I need. Looks <laughs> like that two-second pause. Um, yes, it is the Ides of May, so we're getting there as we're heading straight towards mm-hmm. summer. Um, any plans towards we're heading towards Memorial Weekend slash end of school camp. year-ish time? Just camp. Just, just camp. Just camp. Well, with that in mind, when you don't have <laughs> camp, don't forget that this is the start of summer blockbusters with uh, Marvel kicking it off. We're going to dive into their latest installment of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And directed by James Gunn. This is his last send-off to Marvel. Um, all of us have seen it. We haven't really talked about it yet, but I'm ready to dive right in. Why is Ray shaking his head? He has not seen it. I what? did not see it. Yeah, I thought that was clear in the chat. Yeah. Remember? He's like, no. I'm going to wait till Disney+. Plus. And then oh, yeah. I was like, no. And then Ray, Marlon was like, you can wait. And then I was like, I'm going to save this comment for the show. <laughs> <laughs> we can start there. So this, we can definitely start there. That's where we're going to go off. So this is going to be like when, when Ray and I saw Mario. Now it's the other way. Now we have yeah. to uh, present our arguments to Ray to see if hey, <laughs> in the cool not even people. like good not luck. even if he wants to see it in theaters or in Disney Plus. If it's just good to see, period. I mean that the is bar that set there. It's fine, but yeah, I don't think we're going to tell Ray to go see a, a movie in theaters at this point in time. I know, but like when it comes out on Disney Plus, like there are movies I've skipped because I'm like I'm still not watching it. So we have to make it as far as like a convincing argument. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. What are you, uh, some of the things you guys enjoyed about this movie? Marla, I'm starting with you because there has yeah. to be some things that you enjoyed. Well, no, I, here's the thing. Overall, it was a fine movie. I really liked uh, Chukwudi, um, who for me was one of my favorite characters from the Peacemaker uh, HBO show. I just love how he played like a very serious Captain Holt. Like, this is not funny. There are aliens investing people's brains. Uh, and I like how they just, he was a perfect character for, uh, what was it, the High Evolutionary. I think this was like the perfect like one-to-one like this is the greatest actor to do it and his delivery in this for me it reminded me of like when marvel gets these really great actors to play villains and they just like deliver so well uh he delivered very well it's like his willingness to go from megalomaniac monologue to very kind of like intimate discussion around the reason why i'm doing what i'm doing is for betterment of the world to then like just being really like goofy drunk in one scene like his ability to go up and down and like match the scenes really i think gave way to his like talent because like i feel like with christian bale and thor it was very clear he was the high mark in that movie and there was like no attempt for the writing or the dialogue to match up with him but at least in this show it felt like everyone's writing in dialogue back and forth with them felt like it was like very well written it didn't feel like this guy is like 
way too smart and way too good to be in this world where he just like it stands out like he fit in this movie very well and it overall for me made me see that great this is what happens when a director is given the reins to do a movie with very little tie-ins to anything like hey this is a send-off film take it and run with it we're not you don't really you're not really tied to having to like have kind of like Black Panther where you have to like tie in Namor and tie in Braveheart and tie in uh the f- f- Thunderbolts or whatever. Like it was really like, hey, like go for it, do what you want. And it just kind of felt like this is a very like open film that didn't feel like it had to like answer everything. You had a hand up. I saw a hand. Uh, the one time is you have to watch the the Christmas special. <laughs> well, you have I you have to watch that. Or you're just like I don't understand a lot of what is you going do. on. You don't watch because yeah, you do. There's like two or fortunately there's like, like four oh, bits man. of dialogue that go on. And if you haven't seen the Christmas special, you're like, when did you that happen? Because and, and again, like to the movie's credit, they don't linger on it too long except for like I think one thing. But it definitely was like oh. You had to have watched that movie with Kevin Bacon to get like a couple of these pieces of dialogue because it attaches to his whole like depression and also Mantis. And so it was just like, oh, right. Like they really weren't going to I mean, they kind of like explain some of it, but it's like, oh, like this would have been helpful. And you also meet a couple of characters that are in this movie in the Christmas special that just pop up in this one. You're like, why is this person important? But again, I, it, it felt like a comic book film because they were like, great, we're going to have this whole thing happened and it's like ripped straight from the comic books and we're not going to explain anything about it, why it's the way it is. It's a comic book movie. It's happening. And all no, I agree. It was fine. But Kat, yeah. what did you think? Um, I agree with the, so I did not watch the Christmas special. I just remember you talked about it and that's what I remembered. So me coming into this movie, I was like, oh, all this is happening. This is the way of life now. Okay. Not going to question. I'm just going to accept it. Um, I did take the time to watch that Christmas um, episode after this movie, which to me actually made me like the Christmas special more because I was like, you know, this is, this is the like, how it ended, it kind of added more to the Christmas thing. Now mm. it makes to me because I felt like when the Christmas thing came out, it was so out of the blue. It didn't make sense, and it didn't. It wasn't that good to me at the time. But now I'm like, mm. it kind of resonates a little bit better now. Um, I enjoyed this movie. It was a uh, another fun Marvel. It gave me the feel of like when Marvel was like, um like during Ragnarok Infinity War, it has that, that same energy. So it felt like nice to kind of go back into that type of writing where Marvel was mm. at its peak. So I enjoyed the journey, the action, the, the dialogue. Like it, it, it reminded me of like when that whole uh, Guards of the Galaxy kind of mixed with Ragnarok that got in, like all that, it, it still is maintaining that, uh, that flow. And I was like, oh, I really miss this a lot. Um, and then the characters, of course, you know, James Gunn always takes the time to, he loves these characters. You can t- always tell the dialogue, especially there's just little moments where they mean so much, like they're, they mean so much. It, it builds so much character and relationships between the characters that I, like they, he never did before. Um, and then seeing everyone's like, like how they're acting and, and stepping up in roles and they, than what they've done before. It, it was really nice, but I, I mean, 
I know like for me, it was really emotional for me because I, I it, the way James Gunn wrote basically Rocket's backstory was really touching. And yeah, he I felt like he cheated in knowing how to write it that way. Um, but I don't care. It was really great. Um, and High Evolutionary is one of the best villains we've had in years on Marvel because I was like, that is a Marvel villain. That is a Marvel villain. Like exactly what everything that Marlon Marlin said is exactly right as far as seeing how he was just conniving and just genius, but then just have these moments of like trying to understand and being confused and then just being mad and just crazy. It was just so good to see that on screen. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, this this is a good movie. Um, it did feel a little bit too long, but I mean, I feel like that's all what movies do lately. Um, the the way it just takes you through all this stuff, of course, funny and everything. I think some people might, and I'm not saying like us, but like I feel like some people who complain just didn't really like that humor. And I'm like, I feel like if you're not into what he's been writing lately, I don't think you're going to like this movie because it's very just super James Gunn. So um, overall, I highly recommend seeing it because walking away from it, it's going to be a positive feeling over you because it's just, it's just about the friendship along the way these past 10 years in space, basically. Um, And how to, how to just keep that legacy alive, basically. Um, And they will. I mean, because we know that, you know, James Gunn is moving on to DC and we know uh, that a lot of the actors have said we're not doing this without him, particularly Dave Bautista, who also has, you know, kind of very similar to like uh, Jennifer Lawrence has like worn less and less prosthetics uh, the longer they've been in the specific role. Like he used to go full like face and chest and arms. And I was like, no, no, I'm wearing a shirt so I can just <laughs> see the face and the hands. This is, yeah. this is a nightmare. But he's moving on to do something else because he's doing Oscar-worthy films now. But it was very clear uh, that they are setting up people to take places. We know that, you know, they dropped, hey, Adam Warlock is happening. And it's very much, I think they're they're, they're pretty much moving people around to, like, take spots and be in spots. Uh, And this definitely was a film that I think at the end takes a lot of time to establish, hey, here's what's going to happen next. I know you're probably worried about the guardians, but like, here are the things that we're putting in place that are going to do stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. we didn't really need that, but I, I guess Marvel, you really want to say, Hey, listen, we still have hold of this property. Yeah. And this property still has plans in the future. So um, they might come back later, yeah. but here is the group. Don't you dare think it's over, but this is what we have so far. Here. But it's not James Gunn. Like now when walking away from that film, I'm just like, DC is very, very lucky to have James Gunn. He like we'll really, he really stuck it to Marvel when he left. I was like, damn. Cause remember, remember in uh, the whole production of this film, there was so much drama. He was dropped. He was brought back. People were protesting. People were leaving. Um, and usually when a movie does sure. that, it does not do well. And so Going into this with kind of lower expectations, I was, I was happy that it did, and I'm going to miss him. But I am very excited to see his work in DC now because now he has more liberty to kind of just. Like, I mean, just he's doing the Superman film, right? Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to a <laughs> Superman his film. In the ring. Like, <laughs> he's like, "Hey, I'm going to lead yeah. by example. I'm taking on a flagship property, and if I can't do it, 
no one can. If he can't so. do it, then nobody can do it. Then that was, th- this is our last chance. <laughs> this is the I very love, last chance. Yeah. I love that kind of like warrior leader. Like, listen, I'm going to be out. I'll put my name on the chopping block first. If out the gate, this is a this is not happening, then it's on me. But I'm going to put my stuff out here first. Let's see what happens after this. That's, he literally I'm said that in it. his little commencement speech where he was like, I'm writing and directing Superman. I'm taking it upon myself. And I was like, well, damn, because he didn't believe anyone else. Okay, I can do it. Well, you I don't understand. like any of these things y'all are saying about his well, no. decision. Well, <laughs> I mean, he didn't so ask anyone else. Yeah. That's what well, no, I was like. I just like, hope he. Yeah. It's just the way y'all are describing this. I really hope he succeeds at it because if he doesn't, oh. everyone's gonna have a very different look. Well, you're gonna be like, hundred percent to keep you it tried. for himself. It is a high risk. <laughs> it's a high risk, high reward scenario yeah. where, like, mm-hmm. if I get in this and it does not do great, the worst that's gonna happen is no one's gonna want to see any of my films as the new head, and I'm gonna lose my job. Or I at least stick the middle or high. And people are like, great, we'll see what the next one looks like. So he's trying to hit okay or great. Okay, you kind of get maybe five more years. You get great. You reinvigor the entire uh, property, the entire universe of this thing. And we'll see what happens. But I mean, as far as this film goes, uh, I think if you are someone who wants to to wait and see it on Disney+, Plus, uh, I think that's fine. I don't think it's going to like be anything too... Uh, like it, the the movie itself, I think, was designed in a way to where it doesn't directly link to anything afterwards. It's very much of like, hey, the film happened. You can either watch it or not. It has no tie-in. It just exists here. So, in the grand scheme of things, you can choose to like miss it or come back and watch it. It's fine. Um, but if you want to see my favorite glow up. Uh, of Nico Santos from Superstore in a Marvel property. You gotta check it out. If you don't know Nico, he plays, I believe, Mateo from Superstore. And when I saw him on screen, I was like, my boy, Mateo, he did it. My boy, he got from Superstore to this. He got his he, he got his Marvel bag. I'm proud of you, Mateo. You better get it, my dude. <laughs> That made me happy. I'm like, you better get it. And not only are you a member of the thing, but you're like a pretty like prominent character who has multiple screen times. Like, get mm-hmm. it. Also, Raymond, something threw me off. This is a particularly more violent film than I think the second one was. Like, I think yep. this one, I think the second one was very much like, hey, the second film has to tie in on the property so we can't make it too violent. Because remember the first one also Didn't had a very tie that much. That's true. But I remember the first one also had like pretty like, you know violent-esque scenes but it didn't happen in the second one but in the third one at a certain point i believe the word was kill everyone spoken by the heroes well, that's that's i hope it came out of rocket's mouth because that that's back to comic books uh full circle if it did because that's, it felt very that's exactly it not yeah it did that's, not okay <laughs> Which was but still i'm like holy shit out of this person's mouth yeah I mean, that was the rocket's whole character hey, was murder, murder, knew- murder 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 do we want to talk like the language is very adult in this movie too? Oh, yeah. Like like James Gunn did not wholly lean back. He did it's not P- care as a Marvel movie. They use it's PG thirteen, so they got to use their okay. one. 
Yeah. And they, they use it. The one. And they use their the one, one, I think, during the best. Honestly, for me, it was my favorite use of the one, which is the F word. <laughs> yes. Because it, it was a moment that. <laughs> Who hasn't said something <laughs> in that respect? Literally, it was a moment of like, <laughs> oh my fucking God. <laughs> and I'm and like, I was like <gasps> I'm like, you know what? Given the circumstance, this makes sense. It, it, it was because, like, like Eming was saying, it was a big situation of like, oh my god, wait. <laughs> the use of that was perfect. But yeah, this uh, like the the language was, was definitely a little different. Um, the violence definitely was very different, especially like towards like the beginning of the third act, where you know Peter does something that I didn't think he was going to do, but I'm like, oh, you okay? I didn't think they were going to show this. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, and we're just going to move on. All right, we're just gonna move on. Cool. Uh, yeah, they definitely were like, we're gonna do what we can in this film uh, that isn't gonna be very Disney-fied, and we're just gonna go with it. And mm-hmm. they went with it, and I think people like it because it definitely felt more adult. It didn't feel like it was gonna be like a, a regular cookie cutter MCU film, um, which again, it's you know what people are yeah. looking for. Yeah, I definitely felt like it felt way like I know Marvel is. This, these movies are definitely Marvel, but they're always sometimes these movies for like an inkling of Disney's just messing around with some of these movies. It felt like Disney just didn't was not in any of these decisions in this movie. I it felt a hundred percent Marvel. What I don't know if that I think they had a quota. True, but... I think Disney probably gave them a quota around like what you can and can't do. And I think James is like, listen, this is my last. I think this probably explains a lot of him leaving, coming back. Of like, I am doing it right. with these parameters. Mm-hmm. And here's how I will do it. I'm and just going to reach an agreement scenes. here. We'll see the delete scenes. Like, <laughs> That's how we I, know. Because <laughs> I definitely could see that they wanted to do a lot more of the. Because again, also for people who've never seen this, if you like animals, this is going to be a hard film to watch. Oh, yeah. And I like for half the film. My, my, yeah, argument, my <laughs> argument is I think that James Gunn wanted to lean more into some of the harsher topics animal yeah. things and i think Disney's like we cannot go this far into this like you can go up to this line and we're done but if you go past this line we get into a really uncomfortable territory that we're going to lose a lot of people right. his toenail was like brushing it off that line <laughs> like it was it was, it was pretty definitely, close and like as a per- person that owns a cat there was this constant like sad cat noise that was getting me like it was killing me. I'm like, stop that! Just come on. That noise means someone that there's a cat in trouble, and I can't deal with that noise going on over and over in the background of those kennels. I'm like, oh, come on, change the scene. Change just hear that <laughs> over and over again. I'm like, that poor baby. Somebody said help him. But yeah, I could definitely yeah. see this was. It was definitely like there was a battle going on, and ultimately, I think. It was a battle for the right thing. So this film was doing well. Um, but hey, you can trade on Disney Plus in a couple of a couple of weeks and or a month and yeah. you won't miss anything. I think one thing that James Gunn did something interesting with because of what happened with um, Infinity Wars and Endgame and all that jazz is that he had to deal with the fact that one of his characters died that wasn't in his series and he had to adjust. Mm. And I thought it was really interesting how he dealt with grief and loss and moving on from loss. Um, because I think Peter and Peter and uh, what's her face? She like Gamora, Gamora. Gamora I, I, I kind of 
I think people wanted them to like, you know, find each other again. Like that was like, oh, this romantic storyline that's been building and building and building and building and building. And now it's done. <laughs> um, and mm. I was really happy that he didn't do any fan service in that respect. Cause I felt like it would have cheapened what the first death occurred for, for her when she initially died. Um, mm-hmm. I think it would have, would have made it less impactful, but I'm really happy for her character at the end. I, I feel like she got a version of her, got what the old one deserved. So yeah. I was happy for her. I think that's honestly where, yeah, I think that's where James Gunn was bucking the Disney. Cause I think in a Disney yeah. film, Hey, I know you're a different person, but you know what? I love you. And you're like, well, I guess I love you too, because we loved each other at a different time. So like, we're going to do this thing, but it's like, that's a Disney thing. And I think James Bond is like, mm-hmm. we need to talk more about yeah. the realities of what would happen if someone were to have healthy no memory of you. It's like, Hey, like, is that healthy to impose your memory of this different person on them and try to force them to like you despite them saying i don't know you repeatedly and i think in disney they'd have been like no you're gonna like this person Little because mermaid. this is the fall in love damn it yes like hey we have like an hour and 20 minutes at the end of this this is gonna be wrapped but they're like let's talk about how this makes both people feel one person's like i have no memory of you the other person's like i have all these memories of you and it's like hey I'm putting pressure on you and that's not great. And I do like the adult way that they discuss that. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what's missing from a lot of these like action comedies is like when there's trauma introduced, the love interest somehow either ignore a lot of trauma and say, you know what, I'm going to go with you or the trauma is like wrapped up nicely. And this was like, and this one does the justice of talking about the trauma and giving us, um, I would say an emotionally satisfying conclusion. Of like this is how reality works, and this is what happened in a real situation, and here's how that dialogue works out. And I think that was just another example of James Gunn, like I think saying, "This is my property, and here's how I want to do it." Now, if this next director comes in and decides to pull a, a Last Jedi and decide that nothing that <gasps> happened in the volume three happened, and he's like, "Why are you saying this? That is stuff. not okay, Marlon. Let them be." I, I, I say that because I, I like watch a, a, a YouTube clip today of someone who was like, his whole video was like, how the last shit I retconned everything that happened and like went through line by line what it changed from the last film. And I'm like, oh, okay, that kind of made that film kind of bad now. So I'm like, if this new director comes in after James and decides to do more Guardians film and he's like behooven to Disney, maybe he decides to well, put his own stuff, his own spin on that and not what you do about it. I- I did. I did have a question because in the very last thing we see on the screen, mm-hmm. which I didn't understand how, but so Star Lord is supposed to come back. But I have read so many things saying he does not want to, unless this is a different like recast situation. Like no, I think so I'm just this like, is. How does this work? I think this is uh, them. Why him? Also, <laughs> I think it's them Color finally <laughs> making good on the fucking uh, Galaxy Two movie with Ego. And how in the second movie, they did spend a large amount of the movie talking about the Spartan race with no payoff. The entire mm-hmm. second Guardians film is them discussing the Spartan race, ego, how they're like mm-hmm. kind of humans, but better, which is why he could hold the Infinity Stone for how long he held it. They spent all that time in the second Guardians film talking about it, and they mm-hmm. never executed on it ever. 
they kind of went right into like like Infinity War and like ignored it. I think if they were to keep going with Chris Pratt, uh, they would most like, and also you know they would probably talk about his family that is still on the planet Spartan that is aware of him and most likely is aware of hey you killed our dad and will most likely be Star Lord going back to his home planet or his like his his uh, mom's home planet and then finally having a Spartan backstory and then giving us the full rundown about him and he probably gets with the new Guardians of the Galaxy. I think they're probably going to do a bunch of Star-Lord and the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but his name being first and then having like a a spinning door of the Guardians crew to kind of like keep Mm. the roster like fresh. But I think that's what's going to happen. If they were to keep Chris Pratt, they'd go with that. And it also ties them into uh, the the Kang thing because the Spartans at some point in the comics were also involved in that whole backstory. So if they're diving deep on Kang. They probably need to go talk about the Spartans because they said they have some technology that might be helpful and mm. it's going to be convoluted. Uh, and it's also why they avoided talking about it after Guardians volume two, because it got way too convoluted with like mm. the backstory. And it, so we'll see what happens. I mean, James Gunn moved away from it for a reason. It's mm-hmm. in itself, it could be its own separate like event. And if they were to bring it in, it might take away from the current event, but we'll see if this has to go for because we don't have a Guardians or a Star Lord film slated for a minute. So does does this happen before the Ant-Man movie or during the Ant-Man movie? Do we know, know where it takes place in terms of like the timeline of events? We won't know until someone the Loki Remember, stuff they're the not Batman tied stuff. to that right now. So it's like I know, but time but time the thing is like infinite, right? It's just it's not just on Earth, it's everywhere. Well they're in space, so it could Doesn't be, that still it could impact be before it? I mean before, the only timeline I think the only timeline that we could potentially use is from Thor Ragnarok where we know he's with the Guardians and then he goes to Earth and we know it's what a, two years after the, the snap so we know it's two years after the snap that he comes to Earth and he leaves the Guardians so Peter is still sad from that so it could be maybe a year later or maybe the exact or maybe he's still That's sad true. like maybe it picks up special. right after that Christmas special, right. so maybe literally only the same time. four months have gone by. Hmm. We don't know, but that's honestly the only the timeline we have. Yeah. Very yeah. recent and uh, how characters yeah, and sure. everything was being maintained. It's like, it's like the movie was just like, and months later, you know? So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it could just been that a, a few months passed. Hmm. But yeah, that's uh, Guardians Volume 3. Um, in theaters, but theaters are expensive right now. So my vote is to wait for Disney Plus. Plus. People in about two months on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. One week we get to watch Ant Man. I think. I think or it's less than a week. Less than a week. I mean, Sometime. we'll see what's going to happen with that. I mean, they got to figure soon. out the Jonathan Major soon. stuff. So it's on Amazon for rent or buy. <laughs> I'm trying to rent or buy that movie. I, I am not. I have a Disney. You know, Amazon gets the first foot in, and it's like, hey. and if anything, I'm just waiting to figure out what's going to happen with this whole Jonathan Major stuff. I mean, that that's going to change. That'll determine if I even see it. Because if something happens and well, like, hey, we're going to retcon it, and I'm like, well, should I still see it? Well, they've done it before in other movies. Poor Scott so. Lang. He can't get a break. He can't get a break. He, he finally has a good movie. He finally has a good movie. And now it's like, oh, no. Ah, 
Nah. Oh, Paul Rudd can't catch a break. He can't catch a break. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, my goodness. But speaking of uh, breaks, um, I took a break uh, before this podcast from playing uh, Tears of a Certain Kingdom. <laughs> You like that segue? You like that segue? A certain kingdom. So love. Um, <laughs> sure. uh, how many of us got the new Zelda game? How many of us got that one? Emin's got it. I mean, I, I got Min started playing it, but I okay, bought Ray? it for him. <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, to the thing, I didn't watch any of the trailers for this game. Uh, so when I came into it, I was very surprised. And happily so. Uh, there's just so much customization that I didn't think they could put into a game. And <laughs> I just, I've been, I think honestly, I haven't been going that far because I feel like every time I find a weapon, I'm like, ooh, what if I add it to this thing? And then I just spend the whole time fusing things to things and seeing what they look like. And it's been the most fun. And then today I saw, so now I'm watching spoilers. I saw this like, somebody made like a, a Gundam mech and now I'm just confused. What? They I'm just confused. I'm, I'm just confused. There's just th- things are happening in this game that are throwing me off, and I'm like, "All right, y'all, y'all earn this. Y'all earn the seventy dollars." Wait, so how far are you, and how far is Ray right currently in your currently? I got to the first village in Rito with one of my favorite people, the little uh, flying people, and I was told to go talk to a little child who's the best bird flyer in. <laughs> In his village, and I'm like, this sounds like a this sounds like a shonen. Uh, so I'm gonna go find this find this child somewhere who has the best flying capabilities in his entire village. And Ray, where uh, are you, at, buddy? I am right after that. I Ooh. helped the little boy and uh, did the thing, and I went back to getting lost in the world. And uh, yeah, that part's a lot of fun. Um, that part isn't really any different. Um, it's actually kind of amazing how similar this game is to Breath of the Wild. Um, its whole its whole process of getting you into the game is like literally the exact same, uh, mm-hmm. and there isn't the menus work the same. The like the cooking's the same. The fighting's the same. The <laughs> the everything. The, nothing is different except. Uh, it's a different world. No, it's not even that. It's the same world. What am I trying to say? It's like, but it except is a different Ganon world. Somehow so is like, back. Uh, ex- no, here's the biggest difference is uh, instead of it being a a world that was, um, it wasn't flat, but mm. you you had mostly just like valleys and plane. mountains. Yeah, you had just the plane of Earth. Now you have the plane of the sky and the plane of underground. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the game is... Get um, bigger. A game is humongous. I don't know mm. how else to... Like, it's amazing how so many times big. I have shot up into the sky and, like, fallen back down and shut up into the sky. And I've just done this a bunch because there's just oh. so much to explore up there. And then I'm mm. like... I it's Earlier today, I got part. lost... Uh, like doing something in the sky and then um, and then I was like well but I haven't walked anywhere on the ground in this entire location so I guess <laughs> let me go down and like walk through this location and um, so yeah there's just there is a lot and it's still really easy to get lost in this game it's mm-hmm. still a lot of the, the powers have just kind of dug into all this fun stuff that people um, 
wanted from that they liked about the first game that they just kind of made up from the first game all the all the nonsense with people just like making carts and slingshotting link across the world mm-hmm. and all this nonsense like that is literally the game this time um <laughs> so it's so it's fun. pretty great um, and i got my horse which i think was a great idea if you got any horses in the last game and you put them in the stable and you register them, the game reads that save file and Ooh. brings those horses over. And oh, I was that's like, nice. are you kidding me, my horse? Because I, that, nice. I got that white horse that spent so much of my stamina trying to <laughs> tame that thing in the first game. And I thought to myself, yeah. man, I never get the horse. They're like, my horse is back. <laughs> that's nice. Uh, yeah, there's some nice horse name? details. <laughs> Shuttlebacks. <laughs> it's a white horse. I had to do the shadow pack. <laughs> is he the to. king of all horses? Yeah. Someone, someone <laughs> tied his, tied, held him down with a gun and said, "Name it." I had to. I had to. Literally, it's it's a white horse that's like by itself in the first game. Just like it's like this. It's like the sort of, it's like the prince of horses, and it needs either like Principal. three stamina wheels to get for me to get it. And like it has like five, I think like dashes. Because I think most horses max out at four. I think has five. Uh, and it's like a it's like a it's golden mane. The Prince of All Saints. You're, it's you're the Prince right. of All Saints. I think it might be like Zelda's horse or something. Either way, it's like this really great horse. And I remember spending a lot of time going to those freaking fairies trying to up my stamina wheel. And I'm like, I want that horse. And when I got it, I'm like, yes. Now what do I do? <laughs> Yes, even that's the same. There's 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 hundreds of you're collecting Korok seeds the same way, you're oh my going God, through yeah. shines the same way, you're um I was surprised in the first five minutes is all just trying to explain to me her her pura pad. Yeah. And we just did and this. I was like, that's just a that's just a Shika slate. What do you why are you explaining this to me? I don't This is the I last game. This is. This, is, this is the same thing. Wow. Uh, well, it was in case they didn't play the first I don't know. No, you're right. I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't true. play the first the game. Biggest, it's like, we had this already. <laughs> hmm? Can you skip one. those scenes? Can you skip those scenes when uh, she's explaining that? You can skip most scenes, yeah, if you want okay. to. I don't know mm-hmm. if that one in particular because it was kind of like the I think intro, the cinematic she can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, some of, them, some of them you can. I'm looking forward to hearing more of Matthew's voice, Matthew Mercer's uh, voice as this uh, new Ganon. I think you hear him a little bit in the beginning, but it's mostly him just whispering. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, alright, I can't hear your full range. I'm looking forward to seeing what other dialogue you have other than like, I have been waiting for you <laughs> for yeah. a thousand years. <laughs> that part was cool. Um, I love it. And it's just Ganondorf. You have a He's have back. a Zelda game with Ganondorf. That's the other thing that this game does well is um, the last game. It didn't feel like the, the the weakest part of the last game was the dungeons and mm. the bosses um, and, in general. That was the weakest part of that game. It was kind of it, it was kind of like it's okay like and not every game has to be perfect like the rest of this game is so amazing we it's we're not really paying attention uh this game i have done at least one of them and it was real cool um so i think that means i hope that means that the rest of these i just need them to be different and i can't mm-hmm. imagine uh the next one being as similar to what i just did so but i hope it's not so verdict still out specifically on that but Mm -hmm. you got ganondorf and you got cool bosses that was all that game had left to kind of put together so yeah and also i think like the 
Fast shuffle points uh, also I've been loving. Like they're like dropping a lot more, I think, in this one because they have a lot more of these little like activity shrines of like, hey, this one's going to be about this specific thing you need to use, but it also like opens up more little fast travel points around the map. So now you can like mm-hmm. pinpoint around a lot quicker and a lot faster little areas. And like Raven said, I think the most fun I keep having is like getting launched eighty feet in the sky and like, great, I'm going to go to this island. I'm going to that island and it's like getting lost foraging. And I think I spent more time making food because of like on some cool little like food items I've been grabbing. I spent more time getting food than I have in the last one, just like grabbing little bits and bobbles and making little things here and there. And then again, um, as of right now, the fusion aspect of this game has been for me, the most fun aspect of this game. Like the fact that I can take a body part of another creature and I think my favorite weapon so far has been a Kobo skeleton arm and a great sword. And it's just you holding the Kobo skeleton's bare bony arm and the arm what? holding the sword. And so you have like just infinite length of reach and a shield. What? And so you're just with a shield and this like eight foot, <laughs> eight foot long arm. And like half nothing bone, is getting metal. close to you. Just nothing's getting near you. You're just like what, like slamming at things in front of you, and it's been amazing. And I'm like, I, this has been so cool. And I'm looking forward to getting more of these other because like each creature gives you like a different bonus to your weapon. Um, and like you can get by the game fine with like your basic kind of boo boo weapons, but you get bonus for like adding cool things to it. And it's been really fun. So I think I have one sword that has this add-on that blows someone back when you swing the sword. Mm -hmm. So I hit and I blow them back five feet and I purposely like position myself like over a mountain cliff and just hit things and they fall off the mountain and almost similar to Jedi survivor. Uh, (laughs) Great. I win. You're off the cliff and you're dead. That's a, that's a victory for me. (laughs) Yeah. um, I would say get it at 70 bones. It's going to stay 70 bones. But I mean, it's worth it. I mean, it's a lot of content, and for and I do want to state this: Game Freak. This game doesn't have mind-blowing graphics. It has graphics that fit. It has consistent graphics across it. Like it's like cool. The graphics we have are this. We're just gonna make sure it stays like this for everything. And I respect that. I respect that. Cool. Like we know we can't have like lush grassy fields in this game because it's gonna like cause some some hiccups. So we're just gonna have like what we have here, and it's gonna be fine. And it's reminding me that great Game Freak could have done something similar, and instead mm-hmm. had like crazy clipping from Legends of Arceus to this most recent game. I think just an example of like, hey, this studio did the due diligence of like making sure that at least the planes look the same. Like, I, like, I'm not having to worry about a boulder clipping up from me in the middle of something. I mean, it might fall on top of me, but it's not going to come up from underneath me. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I can't imagine that the Game Free Studio is as big as the Zelda Studio. Mm. Um, so I they have to figure out what they're what they really want because also Pokemon is fine. They're still making. I, I can't imagine that they're making as much money as Zelda is because there was a point this weekend on uh, uh, mm-hmm. a friend of mine sent me a picture of their Switch 
friends list, and it was like 16 out of 18 people were all playing Tears mm-hmm. of the Kingdom. And I was oh, like, hell yeah. there's no way that there's no way Pokemon made that kind of money, but um, that, so like you got to set your priorities together. They still made a lot, so are they fine with what Pokemon is making, which is a lot of money, or do they want that Zelda kind of attention? Because they all need to try a little harder if that's the case. Uh, art style is fine. I one of my favorite Zelda games is Wind Waker, and that looks incredibly cartoony, but it has the art art style and cool stuff that like. It doesn't matter. If, it doesn't need to be super cool graphics. Mm-hmm. Like it just played mm-hmm. really well. That's what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's uh there's some clipping issues, but that's in most games, so it's not too bad in this mm-hmm. game. Uh, mm-hmm. everything. The biggest thing is everything works like you want need it to work because this game is nothing yeah. but Minecraft with a sword. So, um, mm-hmm. like you need you need some of these physics things to work well. And every time I every time I think about trying to do something and attaching this piece to that piece to have this thing take me that where, like it works just fine. So they have they have figured out how to make this game uh, just work really well. Yeah, yeah, and right now I think it's uh, beating out a lot of games currently. What's surprising that in the sure. UK it's like top five, and still in that top five is Hogwarts Legacy, uh, which is <laughs> like it just came out on PS4. It's, it, Hogwarts Legacy is holding out strong. It's like not going to be. It, I mean, it's. It, I think it's so far. It's beat. It beat Hogwarts as like number one, but like. Hogwarts has still been holding out strong currently. And I think just survivors after that. But yeah, it's doing numbers. Whenever I log onto my Switch and I get that alert of a friend that's on, like Ray said, nonstop, Jared Field <laughs> is on. Legends of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Camille Closet is on. Legends of Zelda, Breath of the Kingdom. <laughs> like, like everyone is playing the exact same game. Like this game is taking over people's lives because it's like, it's fun. I mean, when it came out Friday, and if my job was listening, I was definitely doing my work. Everybody was but I also was was at my computer, like just like doing work, and I'm like, "Great, I was working, my but Slack I also played is on empty. Day. No one's saying anything to me. <laughs> All right, let's see how far I can get before someone slacks me." So <laughs> <laughs> just like working, playing, playing. Oh crap! So hit me up. Okay, put it down. So I was really like doing two at once because like. And I know people at my job also work because we were like slacking like a little um we would suck a little like a we would slack like a, like three angry chickens. Uh like from the like when they get mad at you when you hit them of like, hey, are you playing? And it's just like chicken, chicken, chicken. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh That's go ahead and check it out, get it. It's never gonna go on sale, so you might as well get it now. Or if you want. If you want, there's that what ninety nine dollar voucher thing that I think is going yeah. on until what July, something like that. I don't mm-hmm. remember. No, no, I would get like that, that voucher. It's it's a hundred bucks. You can buy two games, and currently Nintendo games are like sixty bucks and seventy bucks. So you can get two games. You can get uh, this new Zelda game and maybe one of those Mario games that are crazy expensive still. Do you see yourself? Um, um, like this summer, is, is is this like the game that you'll be playing all summer? Or are you going to feel like you're going to do this for like a little bit and then switch off to like, um, what, else, what else is coming up? On the I'm, I'm the kind of person <laughs> that once I get to, to like, it's, a, it's the same thing with like Star Wars. I finish the main quest. I'm going to do Zelda the main quest. When I finish all of that, then I might come back and like, great, do I want to complete the side missions? Probably not in Zelda because there's 
a bajillion things to do. Um, sure but hey, if I finish it and I'm like wanting to try something, maybe. But I fully like, will you finish this game. Do you think will you complete the whole thing? No, because Baldur's <laughs> Gate's coming out. See, I know him. <laughs> like Ray and I played Baldur's Gate's like the most recent demo, and I remember getting lost in character creation for an ungodly <laughs> amount of time because the graphics are so beautiful. Uh, but yeah. I fully think I might. Like, honestly, I might get a squad together. We might just play that instead of, like, playing D&D. Like, hey, do you want to play some Baldur's Gate? It's the same shit, but it's, like, it's all live. It's the same thing. <laughs> you don't got to leave your house. You, you just have to sit house. here and press buttons. <laughs> you don't got to put on pants. You just got to exactly. sit here and press buttons. You just like, got to um, The DM is the CPU. No one has to make any decisions. The CPU will tell what we're going to do, and we'll just do it. Everyone takes a break. Wow. Wow. Um... I think uh, on my end, Zelda will take up a lot of time, but I also know that I wanted, since I'm trying to play Street Fighter a decent amount when that comes oh, until Evo. But once Evo's done, I have I maybe the rest of that month to play a lot of Zelda before Baldur's Gate mm. comes out also. So we'll see how far I get. I at least want to, I do want to finish the story. I don't know if I'm going to fast forward through that part in Zelda, but um, but because I, I also want to, it's fun to just get lost exploring for a while too. So we'll Thank see you. how long how how long when I, every time I get to, I get tired of exploring, I'm gonna use uh, I'm gonna go to a dungeon and we'll see how long that lasts and uh, we'll get <laughs> through a bunch. <laughs> Absolutely, get through a bunch, have some fun. It's great, and I think right now, having played two games that were anticipated this year. We played Jedi Survivor and we played uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I do think that Tears of the Kingdom right now has a strong lead um, for potentially game of the year. We'll see if Baldur's Gate is going to come in there. I mean, hey, I think I think um, there are a lot of fans who are like, yo, this is like, it, it won anticipated game of the year at the most recent Remember it won the 2022 uh, Most Anticipated Game I, Award. Uh, so Marlon said that, and I can't anticipate it's, it's any other game this year coming out and dethroning really? what's that on that list. I really can't. Dethroning what game? Me? I, I can't game? see Tears of the Kingdom not. Uh, Final Fantasy 16? Yes. We'll see. Well, I, 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 I hope Tears of the Kingdom is genuinely. June 22nd. I genuinely hope you can rub it in my face my that Final Fantasy 16 is better. And they all disappeared. Because Square Enix <laughs> keeps galaxy. letting me down. I forget how how excited Happy you are for that game, and I am not excited at all for Final Fantasy 16. It's actually, uh, it's uh, now that I'm really thinking. So yeah, I really hope you can be like, see, Final Fantasy 16, it was the best. I really hope, because Zelda's we'll really that. good. I mean, it well, could. It's because the team that's doing the story has done fourteen. They've been they've been doing the story. They've been keeping it alive did for you ten see, years. Uh, did you see Yoshi P? Uh, he was coming on to. Uh, did you see him going around the internet with Zelda the other day? Yeah, on uh, they had a, mm. a producer's live letter to talk about the next patch in fourteen and. This the day of Zelda coming out, and yeah, he's a huge gamer. He was promoting Zelda. He's like, I shouldn't be doing this, but. Hey, he, he 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 does a lot. Like with M- when fourteen being an MMO, he's like he wants you to take breaks and play other games. That's how you become a good gamer. So he was like, mm-hmm. hey, since this is a, a a low point in this MMO game, 
yeah, go play Zelda. But until then, when June comes around, go get that Final Fantasy 16 because he's also producing that too. So that's why I'm like, we'll usually see. I wouldn't care about single player Final Fantasy, but this is a completely, this is not even like any of the Final Fantasy game I've ever seen. And I'm excited for like the graphics. Yeah. Whoa. Oh my gosh. But the story, man, I'm already like, I need to know more. And I'm going to hey, get lost I'm in cautious. this game. I feel like wow. we gotta be cautious okay. because I'll do all this for y'all. I'll I'll play it. I'll review it. I'll be mad. I'll be I'll be sad. I'll do all that for you, and I'll Only have a review like this too. They keep letting us down. I feel like the AAA studios have been letting us down left and right. Like with these Jedi Survivor has some letdown moments too. Like man, yeah, really? I, I, it, yeah. The graphics and and like also like it's the clipping like, oh, man, really? performance. We were ta- we were talking about the performance yeah, last but week. But I thought they like, had yeah. like fixed it by now. Uh, I didn't have. And it, I was talking to a friend of mine. We hadn't caught up uh, on on our Jedi Survivor experience. He didn't finish the story, but he was just like, "There's in the grand scheme of things, he thinks this game is better than Fallen Order." But the there is because he said he's had multiple crashes and stuff. And I'm oh. just like, "Yeah, this oh, is this is still on PlayStation." Like. Mm-hmm. You're having crashes that bad. Yeah. One, I remember I one came Raymond. at a really bad time. Story period. Uh, in the middle of a story, you're just like, what just happened? So I don't know. Yeah, I texted Ray oh. when I was like, "Yo, Ray, my game just crashed." <laughs> so again, I think it's it's the fact that it's happened and that we're kind of like, Ugh, "We'll see what happens," because it definitely has happened a lot more than usual. Like, oh, the game drops, and it is when people were told it would be, and then it has to spend some time, like. Hey, we're just, we're dropping updates now. Like download these updates. So I think right now, because just the kingdom doesn't seem to have any like performance issues other than like the typical like you know smaller issues. That's why we think that I think it's like it's in the lead right now. If this game that's comes fair. in next and it's like on P's and Q's, it definitely is going to be a good a good contender. But I think right now the goalpost for studios is like hey. Does your game need a 100 gigabyte day one patch update? Like, like what size <laughs> update does your day one patch look like for this right. game? If it's bigger than that, then hey, something, something real bad messed up happened. You needed a little more time for this to cook. But we'll see. That's weird. Also, yeah, I think, well, wait, does Dragon Age come out this year? Or is that next year? I want to say yes. Doesn't that come out like in the fall? They keep talking about it. We will see. Fall, late, yeah. late, late fall. But that one is through EA, which I already know is going to be glitchy you as hell. You already know with EA. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have any doubt in my mind it's going to be a glitch fest. Uh, oh. Uh, mm, okay. It's coming out. Mm, it may or April may not. April 2024. Oh, okay. You have time. I think it was supposed to be sometime this point, but they pushed it back again. That's good. Right? Mm. More time. Yeah. I mean, we'll things. see. I mean, they could be because maybe they kind of heard the rumblings of uh, of a recent DC game, and they're like, maybe let's not. Do- I'm kidding. Uh, no, uh, yeah. I think it's again, it's 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 EA. They definitely have a lot of Good issues luck going to on because that's around we'll the time uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth comes out. So good luck to. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, they're going to be releasing in a pretty like. During March, April, so that's like all like spring oh, that's games. A, that's like the toughest season besides holiday season. <laughs> we'll see. So we, yeah, have, we'll see what they got. we have plenty of time. I, I feel like, you know, with the writer strike still going on, which is really unfortunate, oh, yeah. and not knowing what is gonna be like 
the future shows i mean the show's already been produced yeah that's gonna come out but like as far as like the next two years like we really don't know i think this is a fine time to kind of just unwind and find other things to do and talk about because there's so much other geeky things to do than um our beloved shows so and yeah, i'm finding and video games some ai produced scripts hey that's the future it's gonna be interesting yeah, I mean, somebody needs to make a TV takes... show about an AI making it uh, shows. I will watch that. Well, Kat, you need There's writers first. Something happening. You need, <laughs> you need writers. I, you know, I I've watched a show like that, and that was the big reveal ending was that the AI had written the part of that show. I want it to be like I go to work was, and be like, how show is that? It was called it was called She Hulk. <laughs> Wow. Wow. (laughs) He was ready. He was was like, I mean, if you watch the show, you know, at the very end, literally the robot's like, I wrote this show. (laughs) They called it too. I hate it. What a horner, aiming. Raven with the sleeper. Golly, we'll see. Yeah, I think we're never getting any sponsorship from Marvel. (laughs) Yeah, no, but like speaking of like that show, if y'all haven't seen on Peacock, there's a show called Mrs. Davis, Mm. uh, which I think toys at that idea. Did did y'all see that Joaquin film, Her, where he falls Mm -hmm. in love with like the little AI robot, whatever? Basically, yeah. So imagine if this world, and also, my God, it's it's two things. One, if you've ever read the book Sight, it it fully talks about this um, AI that becomes like the caretaker of the planet where like she sees all, she knows all and she cares for everyone's individual needs as a, as a universal all seeing all knowing AI robot. And so Mrs. Davis is about this woman uh, who's a priest, sorry, who's a nun who is tasked with a quest from the AI uh, to, and again, this show mind you, doesn't tell you how weird it is until you watch it. Her quest is to find the Holy Grail. I saw that in the ad, but I wasn't sure if she was actually... She's dead serious. And like in the beginning of the thing, they take you on this thing and I thought it was, for a minute... For me, I thought, oh, this is like a scrapped uh, Assassin's Creed uh, like write up because literally they talk about the Templars and I'm like, this is Assassin's Ooh. Creed. What's happening? And it's like a sword fight with the Templars and they have like hidden knives Stop. and stuff. And I'm like, this is a cinematic from Assassin's Creed. <laughs> these men who done better than the original movie that they honestly did with Fast done way Bender? better. The fighting was great. So basically, like um, the film, like the, the show opens with like this: hmm. uh, these people are burning these men at the stake for being Templars and abominations against God, and like they go to this nunnery where there's a bunch of these nuns who are like you know sewing and doing nun stuff, and these guys come in and they're like, "Yo, we want the Holy Grail," and the first nun's like, "Oh, you're confused. We're just simple nuns," and then he says, "We're gonna kill everyone in here," and then as he's talking, he gets his head lopped off by this other nun, and she's like, "We don't." We don't we don't listen to you at all. We don't recognize the church. And then all of them sort of pulled out weapons from like underneath the table out of Bible It's going wild. <laughs> and then like one of them's like, hey, Clara, take the Holy Grail. 
go across the sea, escape. No one can ever find this. And smash cut to 2023. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's going on? Wow. Are we not going to talk about what happened? And so basically it's huh. this, and like the nun is anti uh, robots. Uh, everyone calls this person her. She only calls it it. It's very much gives you I am robot or where it's like, I don't trust the robot. I don't like it. I'm going to call it it. It, it. it doesn't have a gender. Its name is it. Uh, and she goes out there and she's trying. And also what's weird is she's. <laughs> Her job is to find magicians that are like bad. And so she like. Again, y'all, it is a weird show. Like, this is guy who's, like, on, like, a date with this woman. And, like, they see a cow, and he veers off the road. And, like, they hit, like, this, like, billboard. And the woman's head just starts spraying blood because, like, her head's gone. He starts freaking out. Some police pull up. And they're like, yo, what's going on? He was like, my, and he's like, my my wife can't find out. I made a mistake. I have $11,000. The nun pulls up on a horse and is like, these are magicians and like opens the trunk and the woman's fine in the trunk. And, and you're just like, what is happening? What's going on? What <laughs> is the context? And I'm like, am I, and I, somewhere I'm like, did I miss something? And I'm like, right. I'm, I, I, I swear to God, I went and I'm like, this is episode one. Right. And I went, I'm like, okay, this is episode one. What context am I missing? And then she goes to this like John Wick esque, like falafel bar where this guy gets like targets from like a food conveyor like ticket system and goes here's your next item, and I'm like, what? Oh. They took every idea from every action thing ever and just combined into a show, just smooshed it down, and it's just her making jokes. She's in love with this guy who's a part of this organization. They don't give us the name. He's like a shadowy guy, but she's like very real. Uh, she's also kind of nice, but this is, it's a whole weird show where at the end I was like, you know what, what does the second one look like? And it gets even wilder. (laughs) So I recommend if you want to watch a show where you do not have a full grasp of what the narrative or the story direction is, check out Mrs. Davis, because I am still confused. And every episode, (laughs) they seem to make it a goal to like, how can we confuse the viewer? By not like we'll we'll, we'll we'll have some touch points here and there, but let's just drop in some nuggets of randomness that just kind of like spark up conversation. Uh, it's, are you still watching it? Or are you? I'm done? still watching it. I'm almost okay, done with so it. You're not like, oh, this is too weird. I want to bail. No, I actually want to see how this ends. I think it does it in this really interesting way, where it kind of it knows what it is, and it like mm. leans into it. Like it isn't like a show that's like inadvertently fun that's trying to be serious it's a show that's like being it's a show that knows it's funny and like at times like it has these like serious-esque moments and then like someone will like come in and be like do you want a coffee anyone want a coffee no no coffee for you a mocha no whip whip okay you coffee coffee for you oh mocha gosh. no whip okay and it's like how long is this man going to ask about coffee and, and it's five minutes of him talking it's like they were just having a DevCon four conversation, and now it's like coffee, you coffee, okay, okay, coffee. This sounds oh, like okay, it was cool, on coffee. drugs. Um, it's, it's wild. Does, does Marla did share who one of the leads one of the leads please. on it? Yes, oh, I'm so please. sorry, Raymond. Tell them who the leads are. 
It's Damon Lindelof. Yay! Oh, oh, Damon Lindelof well, sort of explains. Yeah, he's a producer of nine episodes. Stuff. He's written at least three episodes. This is on his on his uh, t- television credits. This is what he's been doing since Watchmen. Okay. Is getting this, this show ready. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, I think you might like it's. It also has. Um, I forget his name. Uh, oh, it has Homo who played Jack and Hagar is in this. My favorite. I just love his face. From uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, from, from from Game of Thrones. Oh, the- Jack and Hagar. I just love this man's face. I'm like, and I will never not call him. Like, even in uh, uh, the Stranger Things, I'm like, oh, it's Jack and Hagar. He's he's, he's yeah, in the yeah, person. Yeah. I will call him nothing else. I will <laughs> always call him Jack and Hagar whenever I see this man. <laughs> from now I don't know who and you're until about. I am old, he is Jack and Hagar. <laughs> He's like who? Who you Who is about this? Oh, he, uh, Tom Walashia. I can't. Maybe got it. You should explain the character that he was so we can give him more. The faceless man? No, 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 no. It's fine. You, you would, He's like, you no, need to watch the show. It's fine. You just need to watch the show. Yeah, just, 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 just watch the show. Watch the show. Yeah, that's kind of all I got. Uh, from that one, that's what that's what I'm currently watching, and I think uh, if you want to watch it, it's on Peacock, uh, and it's Ooh. been delightfully fun to get into a honestly a new show that I really didn't know anything about. Um, it's promoted on the main screen, and they typically promote stuff, but I don't really watch all of it because it kind of mm-hmm. is like hit or miss. But this one, it's pretty fun. It's really tongue in cheek, and I think y'all might like it. It sounds fun. Yep, Definitely eight episodes. Check it out. Just eight episodes. And they're like thirty minutes a piece. I'm assuming. I think they're about no. Like, they're an hour. What? These are long. It's a comedy. Episodes. Is an hour. It's a long. Like they give you a lot to chew on in these things here. See, I don't like hour-long comedies unless it's like. Well, it's a dark special. comedy. Like it has action, blood, gore, um, provocative scenes, and then it has. Like really, like at at some point, she's with like she's in this like very masculine secret service with like this guy she knows, <laughs> and like she, she at some point calls it like the douchebag fraternity because it literally is a bunch of men like wife beaters who are like we're here to save the world, and it's like what is happening? And at some point, the dude the she knows he's all the phone with someone, and he's all right, cool, get it done. He breaks the phone and throws. She's like, that's waste. Or he goes, it's so no one can track me. This man's on the phone 12 <laughs> times. He breaks every single phone. He's on the phone. He'll like finish the call and he'll just snap and throw it on the ground. <laughs> Next phone call. action movies. And they take and at the some little point, card at some point, he has to call them back and he has to get his other phone. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's broken. It's broken. So oh wait, I forgot I forgot to tell him something. He gets his other phone. Wait, wait, hey, it's me again. Uh remember this thing. Okay, thanks. Snap. <laughs> oh no. Trust me, it's so good. Just watch it and it's just like I'm hooked. I'm hooked on what this ridiculous movie this show could be about. You'll you'll have a blast. You'll have a blast. Okay. I will dive into the show soon this week to Refresh my palette. I'm glad that it's on Peacock. That's a streaming app that we don't really talk a lot about. So hey. I only no, use it for Grand Crew. New. Like I, I only use it for Grand Crew because they moved Grand Crew from Hulu to Peacock, which was like a wild thing. I had to like find it because they didn't because they didn't put it on Peacock. They, they don't movie. promote it. 
So I had to go find it on Peacock, thankfully, so I could watch this new season. But I think I only watch it for Grand Crew, maybe Saturday Night Live, if I wanted to catch like a certain skit. And then every now and again, I will try to catch um, something from the WWE because they've been really yeah. funny as of late. Yeah. Same. It's still, I try to just honestly, watch the movies. It's good writing. And I'm surprised that they're they're not affected by the writer strike because they're... Are they I think the they're, union? <laughs> That's the first question you need to ask. Who isn't affected? The WWE script, because like they have writers on there, there and like I think they're like (laughs) one. They're not union because the WWE notoriously only has independent contractors, Mm -hmm. so that they cannot give you health insurance. So all the money you get, you spend on health insurance or like things you need. So Mm -hmm. I do not think any of them are, are are union, and I'm pretty sure this would be the org that would be like we don't hire people from the union. So that we can avoid having to deal with a lot of the the issues there. Well, yeah. So they've been consistently doing it's, stuff. It's twenty twenty. <laughs> I'm just like, um, but no, you're right. WWE has like really great writing. I really like the direction they're taking on lately. Um, and yeah, it's on Peacock for you to check out. Awesome. Oh, I have one. I have one recommendation. Uh, if you're looking for a new show on Netflix, I recommend you check out Beef. It's it's interesting. It's uh, if you ever had ro- if if you've ever had road rage in your life, you can probably relate to watching this show. <laughs> road rage um, extreme. That's every day in Houston. <laughs> no lie. <laughs> um, but but it's very thoughtful and very interesting, and it took an interesting turn that I was not expecting. Uh, so uh, if you are into it, check it out. Um, I have a relation to what right i've I've heard a lot of things about beef we definitely would all be into it it's 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 interesting there are a lot of things going on in this show did you cry no i didn't cry but uh it was very um it just it's it's an interesting portrait of two people who have lived very opposite lives and how their kind of ups and downs kind of reflect each other a little bit until they reach the point where they're like on the same. It's very you could like write a whole paper on like how this was uh, organized is it's, it's very interesting. And if uh, it's it. I mean, Good. it gets a little bit repetitive at certain points because it's like you're, you're waiting for the story to progress, but they're like caught up in their drama. So it's like they're like angry for like however amount of time during each episode. But as it progresses, you, you really sort of see the characters in different lights and you get to experience different parts of the story that you weren't necessarily expecting. Mm-hmm. And like literally the last <laughs> episode, two crows are having a conversation and it's like the most bizarre hmm. but like fascinating scene <laughs> i loved it and i was like i think i left the room and min's like rewind <laughs> rewind this and watch, watch this because this is like fucking weird but it's so cool so i was like okay and i was like huh yeah so it's it's i think i think they're doing um a beef season two but with like a different um uh different folks involved Thank God. Which, which I'm kind of sad about because I, I, I was no, actually no. like, I, I want to know what happens after this. I want to know. I wanna as long know. as it's not that one guy, I think. Oh, like, yeah. That's, that, that's oh, God. That, w- that was yeah. a wild. Yeah. Was I, down. 
yeah. I, I almost didn't finish watching it because of that, but I was like, I'm, I'm curious how this ends. So uh, that's how most I people felt on Twitter. They were like, Oh, I didn't know. Oh no, I'm halfway, but I need to finish to just finish yeah. it. You know. I mean, if I mean his his character is kind of a dick, anyways. <laughs> um, it's but it's 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 and it's very interesting, and it was really well done. The acting, the different how people respond, like you know, mm-hmm. when you and someone have an issue, how far do you take it, and how far will you let to affect your life and their life, and then eventually when it implodes, what do you do? Mm. <laughs> so <It's a> pettiness. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah. To like extreme. Like y'all should be in jail. Everyone should be in jail in this scene. But you're not. (laughs) I think that's good because I feel like a lot of young people do that in today's society where everything is for for clout and that they will take it that far because they said what they said. And then they're realizing all they had to do was just stop and have a normal conversation in the first place. So I can kind of see how that resonates with yeah this is how it should be but then young people i feel like that should make them be like i need to communicate better so it doesn't go this far no, for mm-hmm. sure. we all could lose, lose that lesson in life <laughs> um anything else y'all want to add to the docket okay then well thank you so much for all of us getting together and talk about all the wonderful things that we talked about today listeners thank you for making our show your show for the day don't forget to check us out on facebook twitter instagram and geekforcepodcast.com with that being said stay safe enjoy the weather and geek on this episode of quest on media's geek force was produced in richmond california